everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I'm joined here, as always, by my partner in crime, Sam Schneider, for another episode of Jungle Talk. Woo! And today we have a special guest from DNH Sports. Daddy-O is here with us. So, um, Sam, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff? And uh, then we'll let uh, Daddy-O do his intro. Go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I write for Primetime Sports Talk. Uh, you can find us at primetimesportstalk.com. You can find me on Twitter at buy and sell you or the website at talk primetime. All right. And Daddio, where can they find yeah. your stuff? Well, thank you. Thank you, Mark, for having me on your show. I love oh. your show. I love your, 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 I mean, you are the oldest Bengals fan, not in terms of age, but in terms <laughs> of uh, tradition, following the Bengals since their inception. Thank you. Amazing. Even though you're in Los Angeles, you, you are stuck with the team through uh, thick and thin and a lot of, uh, yeah. Lot and of everything in years. between. Yeah. And yeah. thicker and thicker. And thicker and thinner. <laughs> exactly. So I always really respect you and your dedication. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so we have a YouTube channel. That is where we started. DH, DNH Sports. You can find us on there. We're also now we have the podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one Bengals podcast. It's actually yeah. not rated. It's not the top rated. It's just we named it's it. Just, it's number just number the one. number one. <laughs> yeah, we call it number one. You know, actually, now they have the Believe Podcast <laughs> Network has Believe in Bengals, hosted by Solomon Wilcots and Adam Pacman Jones. And okay. uh, so they just started. I don't know if you saw that. No, but, I actually have to watch that. Yeah, but I don't know. They just call it Believe in Bengals. We're believing. So, I mean, I don't know. You can technically, it's the Believe in, you know, the number two Bengals podcast is what they are. But, I mean, right. it's still respectable. It's still, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's respectable. They're right? still but, top five. They're still yes. top five. Well, I've course, d- yeah. I, I was just going to say, the- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I've had the pleasure of doing the DNA show. Daddy and Haji are great to work with. As far as I'm concerned, you are the number one thank you. Uh, Bengals podcast. Yeah, well, thank um, you. Excellent. Whether Excellent. it's your title or not. And, uh, and well, that uh, means always, a lot. always yeah. fun to have you on. It so. means a lot. I mean, because we're actually technically the lowest rated Bengals podcast. So okay. the, yeah, the fact that we have people like you who believe in us and aren't concerned with traditional statistics. It means a lot. But you also, I write about all my podcasts on cincyjungle.com, of course. You can read, uh, if you don't like to listen to our voices, you can read about what we have to say. So yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. No, no, it's great to have you on. I'm real happy to, to be sharing the screen with you again. Um, just a couple quick, quick notes on, uh, and with respect to their website, I will put a link to their channel right in our description under this video. So definitely support all the fellow Bengal podcasters and YouTubers out there and definitely subscribe to DNH. Um, couple pits of Bengal news. Um, we Patrick got signed off our practice squad. I get all these Twitter comments where people are all upset. We can't roster everyone. It doesn't work that way. I like the guy. I'm glad to see that he's going to be earning some money, but you, you know, we can't roster every single running back, you know, prospect that we have. So we wish him well. At some point, at some point you have to say good for him. You know what I mean? I, you know, your goal is not to be a practice squad player. Your goal is to play for an NFL team. So I'm sorry to see him go, but San Francisco could present a great opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, he can make some money now and be playing. So that's great. And then check my Twitter feed. I did a full uh, tour of SoFi Stadium uh, yesterday. It was a lot of fun. But 
as 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 a Bengal fan, when I was in the Ram locker room, I had to stop by and see Andrew Whitworth's locker and pay homage to uh, Wit. So if you want to see that, that's on my Twitter feed and on my Facebook page. So we'll go ahead and we're going to preview the upcoming at Steeler week. So the upcoming Steeler game, uh, we'll do what we usually do. We're going to talk about things that we feel good about and things that we don't feel good about. And, you know, we always start with the negative to get that out of the way. So we'll talk about the things we don't feel good about. Top thing on my list is I, I don't feel good about our D line, our, our, our uh, O line against their defense. That's something I don't feel good about. So how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with that. You know, there's um, you know, Steelers have a couple injuries, which of course we'll touch on numerous times in this, but um, TJ Watts, the big one. I mean, he's got three sacks in two weeks. Um, he, you know, harassed us last year. He just got a giant contract and we all know, uh, why I mean, he's, he's, he's outstanding. Um, he's a little dinged up who knows if he's going to play, but he's a Watt. So I I'd say the chances are, he's going to get out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, you, I think just based on the previous two games, you have to be worried about the offense one, uh, against the defensive line of the Steelers. Yeah. about what? So we actually had Mark Bergen on our podcast a couple of days ago. He's the Believe in the Steelers guy. And that's hosted by him and Ike Taylor. So they're, they're doing a great job. And, and he seemed to be saying, and by the way, J.J. Watt, yeah, he, he tore his groin and there are reports that he did so while celebrating a sack, which makes it even more embarrassing. Yeah. Right. And it <laughs> seems like this groin thing is being spread from player to player because they have four players in what they are calling the groin group. It is growing. The growing <laughs> in Pittsburgh is growing. We don't know if they are, how they are contracting this groin virus or whatever it is. <laughs> and I mentioned also that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is saying he has a, a torn pec or a pulled pec or something. And the pec, as you both know, because I'm sure you are familiar with anatomy, is the groin of the chest. So yeah. I mean, you look and you have, <laughs> so you have five people with these groin issues. <laughs> and it could be, say something about the locker room dynamic in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We don't know. But Daddy-o, I would, yeah. would, Daddy would you say that the, the, the groin problem is growing? It is. It is growing. <laughs> and, but here's, well, here's what I wanted to say, is that Mark hinted, and he knows the stuff, mm-hmm. that he was kind of upset that he gave TJ uh, Watt $80 million guaranteed because he's like, the whole thing was he, he was never hurt. He was an Iron Man, and now we don't know when he'll be back. Guys, he's not going to play in this game, and he mm. might not be back for a while. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to be happy about anybody's uh, pain, obviously. Sure. But, yeah, but do the Steelers count as human beings? I mean, that is the question. Right. Are we, do we have to show them the same compassion we show the rest of mankind? I don't know. I'll throw that to you guys. It's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what compassion do we get from them? I mean, exactly. as far as a fan base, none of them troll like the Steelers. Right. We won't get any any fan bases of other teams coming and trolling on comments. But when we play the Steelers, they come out and and they do their their Steeler stuff. They better so. not do the groin dance on us because yes, Von yeah. Bell is not going to have it. If they are flaunting their groins after a sack, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Von Bell is going to put them in their place. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't play like that. Well, let's just not negate a really good series like we did against Chicago with yeah. uh, with the taunting penalty because they yeah, are enforcing you, those yeah but you know with the offensive line guys i mean they've been bad but I, xavier suafilo has been the weakest link and you mentioned how he might not play look 
guess what? Guess who? Guess who's the next man up? Jackson, Jackson. Carmen. Right. Yeah. And this guy is the you know he's raw whatever. But you never know with rookies. They you know these these young kids they pick up stuff so fast. You know, I've had people in the comment section of our videos say their three year olds know more about football than us. And I mean that's obviously it's a comp. They're trying to say you know I don't think they're trying to be insulting. I think they're just showing that these these toddlers now know a lot about football. <laughs> So, I, I, yeah, the learning curve is so much higher for these rookies these days. Right. It's true. And it's it's I, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Jackson Carmen, because, you know, there's been more and more talk about him. You know, he when he reported to the camp, he was um, pretty severely overweight, which, of course, is very disappointing um, for a rookie. You know what I mean? Because you want the rookie to come in and have well, some a rookie, proof. A rookie in Cincinnati, though. I mean, have right. you have you, you you just moved back to Cincinnati? Look at the food. I mean, have you seen some of these billboards and some of the food items they have? They have like a, I saw what is it like a, a chili icy or something? I mean, they have like everything. <laughs> you know, they have combinations of so many delicious things. I don't know how anybody can stay under the BMI, you know, under like 40. Under well, that's BMI. true, except except that Jackson Carmen grew up here. So, I mean, oh. I, you know, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, he avoided it for this long. Maybe when he went away to college, he, he, he lost some weight. But, Maybe. you know, but regardless, I said, you know, he reported that way. But in the last two weeks, you know, everybody's been talking about how much better uh, he's applied himself in practice and everything. So I agree with you. I, I would love to see him plug into that spot and let's see what we got. That's what everybody's begging for is right. to see why, you know, you, you passed on Sewell, you took Chase. And I think right now that's an even trade. Um, so let's see what we got in the second round. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I just, yeah. You know, you know, the thing is when we passed on Sewell, with Chase, the idea was, look, we get the ball out quickly. We take some deep shots. We're going to open up the passing game. And John Sheeran, brilliant analyst on our show, uh, right. talked about how that is a way I would Love counter. Sheeran. Yeah, he's like, that is how I would counter a less than a stellar line because it's not easy to get five you know, great offensive linemen in one offseason. So another option is you spread them out. You spread them right. out. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase expressed frustration in that regard of not opening it up, not taking those chances. And are they trying to protect Burrow? Is Burrow comfortable doing the same things that he used to? Is he as, as can he run the way he used to? No. Is, you know, no. And, and honestly, even his passing is not as aggressive as it was. No, right. But, but I think after this week and, and the kind of the back and forth, and look, let's be honest, let's be, you know, Zach Taylor's on the hot seat. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not, that's not the metaphor for flatulence or anything. I'm, I'm saying he is, you know, he, no. I'm saying, you know, well, obviously a lot of people, when they're nervous, they have a lot of flat. That could apply too. But <laughs> what I'm saying about Zach Taylor is that his job is on the line. Oh, yeah. No. And, and he was brought in to be that risky kind of forward-thinking play-calling play guy. And, and you know, what happened is you had Brian Callahan call out Joe Burrow in a way, saying, yeah, it was, you know, we want to take the shots, but those interceptions didn't help. Like, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, those interceptions didn't happen because Joe Burrow was trying to stay within the game plan and get us back in the game, you know? Right, so, right. so, I mean, you have this back and forth and I think what that leads to is they are going to adjust the game plan. That's what I'm trying to say. I think right. they, and, they don't. Yeah. And, and I think if I could, Mark, I'll go ahead and just, and say one of the things I'm not feeling good about, Please. Um, which is, you know, I'll still, you know, I'm a big fan of leaving last week in the past and moving on to this week. Um, but you know, I think anybody that's a Bengals fan is still, 
you know, a little leery of what the game plan is going to be. They've already said we're going to have a great uh, we're going to have a great game game plan for the Steelers offensive line. I'm like, all right, would show me. Don't 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 tell me that. And, you know, part of that is I think I made a a little bit of an excuse for Zach uh, last week, even though I was bashing some of the play calling. I made a little bit of an excuse when I said that. Um, you know, Taylor said that we were taking what they were giving us. Um, and what he meant was they were trying to cut down on the downfield stuff. Um, so they, they left it open underneath, but what happened? Uh, Joe Mixon didn't run for many yards. Tyler Boyd saw uh, a good amount of targets, but you know, nothing with huge separation or anything. So were you really taking what it was Or did you just glue yourself to that game plan? And stick with it. Well, one thing that Joe Goodberry talks about is use the play action more. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's proven to work. Like, get creative. You don't have to. It's not everything's about the deep shot. But do something. You know, I mean, like, don't right. stick to the same thing. I mean, do some flea flickers. I don't know. Do something to mix it up. Throw them off. Mark? I, will, yeah. I will say this, and I can't, I can't quote it much more. And I'm sorry, Mark, I'm taking away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know the stats exactly. But it's something to the effect of um, Joe Burrow on play action. Um, his completion percentage is around the 50s. He's thrown a ton of interceptions. Whereas when he's just throwing dropbacks, um, his completion percentage, his rating, his touchdowns, everything is way up. So you know, I don't really know. You know what's the answer? And I love Goodberry too. Uh, but but uh, but I, I don't know that that's necessarily the answer but, either. You can't run play action on the first play. I'm saying I'm just saying get. I don't know. I don't know anything about offensive play. I'm saying get creative. And the other thing is a lot of people said is the empty sets. And the problem with the empty sets is, you know, we need a pass blocking running back. We don't have yes. Giovanni. And so you you talked about uh, Jacques uh, Jacques uh, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and you know we yeah he might be a great runner. But uh, unless he's, he's a, a step up, you know, maybe Chris Evans is the guy. I don't know. We need one of these running backs. We Joe still Mixon, don't know. Yeah, we know Joe Mixon can run. We need one of these other guys to be our pass blocking, our third down back. Otherwise, we're not going to survive with this offensive line. We need or we need to get the, maybe a tight end. We need help. We need someone to chip those kind of, you know, uh, surprise rushers. Otherwise, right. yeah. I mean, this, this offensive line can be competent. Maybe if we fix that, you know, the guard situation with Jackson. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, well, that's 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 a lot to digest. So, uh, Mark, what do you think about that? Well, you know what? I had our play calling down as an issue. We've talked ad nauseum about the loss of Geo and how we're feeling, feeling yeah. that now. Um, and we've speculated that we don't think Evans is a better pass blocker. That's why he hasn't been getting playing time. But we do need to come up with some kind of scheme that gets some chipping going on, that does something to slow down this pass rush um, and brings in that extra blocker. So. So 100% agree with Zach's play calling last week. I pointed out that that if any one of the of the things that happened, namely uh, the Von Bell penalty, if T Higgins doesn't fumble the ball, you know, Logan Wilson falls in the ball. If any one of those things happened, we win last week and we're not even focusing so much on the play calling because, like I said, the opportunities were there. I didn't I felt we didn't execute, but but we need to be stretching the field more. 
There's no question. And Joe needs to get the ball out of his hands faster because there were several times last week where he just was holding the ball too long. He doesn't yeah, have I, three, four seconds to get rid of the ball. You don't I, have complained, that I complained about that uh, a lot in our recap and knew that there would be blowback um, in the comments for our video. I wasn't quite, quite prepared for the amount of blowback that I got. Well, well I mean, um, I, I, I am going to defend Joe Burrow here. And uh, I think I think bad play calling, you know, you're going to end up with some coverage sacks. You're going to sure. end up, yeah. I mean, so yeah, you might have three seconds, but what are you doing with those three seconds? You want him to throw the ball away? Every, you know, I mean, he's a young quarterback. Right. He threw 60 touchdowns his last year in college. He's used to making plays, okay? And let him make those plays, you know? I mean, he's, you're not going to get a young quarterback to throw the ball away. He's basically still in his rookie year. He's like game what? Game 10, game 11, right. whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to get him throwing the ball away, you know, as much as you would like. And, and in this kind of game, you know, this kind of, you know, ugly game where we, our defense was dominating, we got to do something. We got to show something on offense. Like that, this was a really bad showing for the play card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. No, no. This was a very winnable game. And we've talked about how much it hurt, you know, not grabbing a win here because it was right there for the taking. But, uh, but well, like I said, that's in the rearview mirror. We don't want to trip yeah. over things we've already gone past. Let's shift over to the good and things we're feeling good about. Oh, yeah. um, and let's go right into what we were talking about, our defense. That's the, I'm feeling good about our defense. You know, oh, I yeah. talked in the video last week. We had four straight turnovers and we only surrendered 13 points. And I said, you know, our defense held them to a touchdown and two field goals. That actually doesn't even give you an accurate story because the touchdown was scored by Roquan Smith and our yeah. defense wasn't out there to stop it. So really yeah. we get the defense held them to two field goals right? crazy. on the three turnovers. So they've done a great job. Um, yeah. If they can do the same thing to uh to their rook to the pittsburgh rookie running back that we've done to montgomery and to cook i really feel good about and we can get the same kind of pressure because the pittsburgh offensive line is a work in progress we talk about our problems they're not they're not they're averaging 50 yards a game i think it was 57 yards a game at rushing right now well i mean and i saw the highlights in ben rodlisberger and uh you know he was he was still throwing it up there he was trying to play as a style but he doesn't have the mobility to compensate for all those holes on offensive line. And no, I, and none, you, none at all. Yeah. And you talk about the defense, Mark, and this is a team that is playing like, the, you know, it's like we don't have a stars anymore, but Trey Hendrickson does his role. We have linebackers who can actually make plays and, and get to people in a space. We have a pretty good secondary. We have one hole in the secondary and Trey Waynes might be back. That will make up for that hole. So we have a complete, defense i mean it's not a full of a stars but they're playing like a unit which is amazing we haven't had that since 2015 so you can go back listen miami in their in their undefeated season what was the nickname of their defense it was the no-name defense because they were a collection as a unit they were great but you didn't know anybody on the defense yeah so so uh like i said i'm I, you know, I, and I, I agree with you as far as, you know, I feel good about our defensive front, uh, um, um, stopping them. Um, Najee Harris has been, uh, not quite as advertised. I mean, he had 45 yards, uh, on 16 carries in his first game. That's good for 2.8 care, uh, 2.8 yards per carry second game, 10 for 38. That's 3.8. So through, through two games, he's got what 36, 70, 
like like 84 yards yeah rushing. no it's not a and he it, was supposed it, to be he was supposed to be this was it you know what i mean uh because everybody knew that ben roethlisberger was getting a little older and couldn't just constantly carry the team um he's still hitting juju he's still hitting deontay i mean they got like 26 catches through two games for a couple hundred yards um so I'm sorry, I'm not trying to go back to the bad or anything, um, but I think our defense contends with them still going to be, you know, and I hate to sound like a broken record, still going to be a little down on Eli Apple. And um, most of the people that like quoting PFF grades um, are conveniently skipping over the fact that Eli Apples is 43.8. Um, and unlike you guys, I don't believe Trey Wayne is going to play this week. So you got Deontay and you got Juju out there. Um, Awuzie, I feel pretty good about covering one of them. Do I feel good about Eli Apple? Not necessarily, but here's the thing, put pressure on the quarterback, stop the run. Then everything else I think falls into place. I, I don't think that they're going to run the ball 10 times and still win this game on the strength of 50 attempts by Roethlisberger. I don't think it's going to happen Eli Apple or no. So I'm with you. Um, the defense looks good. Uh, I'm with you, Daddy-O, the, the linebackers. Uh, Logan looks outstanding. He's ranked way up there in linebackers. Um, Pratt looks like the real deal. Gaither in limited snaps has looked really, really good, um, which is hard to do when you're just coming off the bench, um, you know, kind of coming in cold for, you know, one play out of every four. Um, so, I, you know, I feel good about all that. Joby might miss this week. Um, and I think that'll hurt a little bit. Um, but, um, but overall I'm, I'm with you guys. That was the first thing on my list. I feel good about the defense and then had three different reasons why I felt good about it. Right. Now, the other thing I have that I feel good about, and I'm not hating on, you know, their injuries and all that, but it, it is what it is, is we talked, we touched on this in the beginning is they've got several key members that are, that either didn't practice or limited practice. Ben will play. He always, he always does this and says, he's not, you know, he's hurt, but, but it's going to hurt him to throw. I heard Dr. Chow on, I think the blitz or moving the chains earlier today. And he basically said he can play, but he's going to be playing with pain. Um, yeah, if that if that pectoral was torn, I think he'd already be on the IR at this right. point, uh, especially as a quarterback. Um, but most most people, you tear a pec. I, actually, Bengals fans know that probably better than anybody over the last two years. Um, Atkins, yeah, yeah. So uh, and um, you know, and and Wayne's last year the reason. Well, he didn't but play. but but Ben Roethlisberger doesn't really you know. He doesn't do much athletically, you know, with his chest. Well, no, but but you yeah. feel it when you're throwing. <laughs> I almost took. I oh, I no. I mean, he's to taking you seriously. Well, he. I mean, he's I kind of no. It's like you know, you like my co-host says, if you want to describe Ben Roethlisberger, it's like three cows stacked on top of each other, right? <laughs> I mean, he's a mountain of a man. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know. It's not about the uh, you know agility with him. So, I mean, no. really, I mean, and his arm, I hate to say it, his arm still has, you know, his passes still have zip on them. It's got you juice, know, yeah. yeah. And he's not, and he's not going to stop until it, it doesn't anymore. And I'm, I'm with you, Mark. I mean, you got to feel good about that. You know, on one hand, um, I want to, uh, you know, I want to say, oh, this guy might be out. That guy might be out. That's going to help us. At the same time, 
Uh, and this leads into my, you know, one of the things that I was kind of down on, um, you gotta, you gotta beat the best to be the best. And I don't like the Steelers having excuses for why we beat them. I don't like guys being injured and T okay. TJ Watt was out. Roethlisberger was out. Deontay Johnson was out. These guys were all out. I mean, you're talking about a team we're one in 12 against in our last 13, we're three of our last 23. We haven't won two straight since 09. And before that, it was 98. You know, I, I would rather just go in. I would rather have them, all those guys play and beat them. Yeah. But I would like to have them play dinged up, though. I would like to, I well, would like them to be dinged up. And that I think you're going to get. Now, Deontay Johnson did not practice the last two days. Right. We don't know if we're going to see him. Uh, and then the other one we talked about, Watt being dinged up and we also talked about Roethlisberger so um well, I mean, daddy, o just, issues. daddy o already broke the news that Watson yeah. played. oh so you well, know what okay so well I mean well that is what I got from uh, yeah from a Steelers yeah no insider. no you broke the news we're gonna yeah, put this he's not everywhere. playing he's not playing, he's not playing. <laughs> so. he needs to stop dancing I don't know what is the, the Steelers in dancing I mean so. you know it's football there's no dancing and, I and when know. I when that's I how he, you hurt that's how you hurt a groin that's yeah. right so when I hear about us not having two consecutive wins against the Steelers since 09, yet we managed to beat them in Cincinnati yeah. oh, late yeah. last year with Ryan Finley. At that counts as at least at least four wins. But, Beating yeah, them but, with Ryan Finley on Monday night was the yeah. equivalent of four wins. Yeah, I know. But the only but, reason I mentioned it was because this would make it back to back. And my response to that is we're due. This yeah. is the yeah. if you can win with Ryan Finley. Yeah. Why can't we win this week with Joe Burrow and a Absolutely. dinged up Steeler team? Uh, you know, like and our defense playing the way they are. So, I, am, I am not. I'm not saying we're not. Let me make that perfectly clear because oh. already everybody in the comments can't stand me. But no, um, that's not. Just, I'm certainly. I'm certainly not saying that. I I agree with you a hundred percent because yeah, the last win was Ryan Finley, but was it because we caught him off look, guard and they guys, didn't let, know what's the plan Let's be honest. We have let's be honest. We have a good defense, good enough. Yes. We have a, the better quarterback. We have great skilled players, right? Our yes. offensive line coming around. It's this is Zach Taylor's game. Yes. This is his game to show himself. The Zach, right. the, the, the Ryan Finley game was a freak game. I don't know what happened that game. Ryan Finley ran and ran. It was just so weird. No, it was the Zach best. Too much with a smile, and he had the smile yeah. on the bottom of the pile. That was the it. best game plan. Zach Taylor has ever had That's true. was that 100%. game. He looked like Shan. He looked like Shanahan the yeah. way he schemed in and and did his game plan. He needs to do that now. Yeah. You want to put all the people to shut him up on the play calling and all that. Go out there. What? Win this week. Daddy O, if you yeah. didn't if you didn't know it, Mark Mark Herman loves Kyle Shanahan. Oh, he's good. like his favorite coach. Ever. I love I love him and Mike Shanahan. I years ago. I was pointing out that Mike Shanahan with his, the zone blocking the scheme was the, the, the offensive uh, line coach. I forgot his name passed away recently uh, who, who designed that, but Shanahan kind of really implemented it and they yeah. just plugged anybody in there and we're getting like 1500 yards from random running backs. It was amazing. So I always respect the Shanahan, but I, I would say this, look, you're right. That was his best game plan. And I think I wrote an article before that game on Cincy jungle saying, uh, if Zach Taylor beats Pittsburgh, he could keep his job. And at the time, that was radical. Wait, Zach Taylor's got to be gone. He's only won three games or whatever, two years. 
And, and then after that, the whole discourse about him changed. And so yeah, I think having his back to the wall, having no quarterback, having nothing going on for them, you know, he had to play like a, you know, wounded animal, you know, in the corner. And, and I think this might be the same thing because this is the first time we've heard the players, like John Sheeran pointed out on Twitter, that the only thing Zach has going from him is a player's coach. And now if the players turn on him, he's gone. So, right. so he needs to show, hey, I can be that aggressive play color. This is his game. We're going to see if Zach Taylor keeps his job on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And I if agree. it's okay, guys, gentlemen, I will step out and let you finish the show. No. We want, no, before you go, yeah. before yeah. you go, we need a game prediction. So okay, wanna... game prediction. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 24-21 Bengals. Okay. Nice. I think they pull it off. I think they pull it off because we we have the talent. We have we're the upward trending team. They're the downward trending team. I think we pull it off. Well, and I think I think Joe Burrow, you know, throws for uh, close to three hundred yards. You know, I think he gets T Higgins involved deep. That's something he wants to do. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think uh, the defense. I I think he's going to. I think Roethlisberger will attack Eli Apple and Jesse Bates. Some of the other playmakers are going to make him pay. You know, you know, I think it's, they're going to think he's an easy target and they are going to know that and they're going, they're going to be on top of that. I right, like that. There you have it. If you hang out, we're going to wrap up within the next few minutes. So I'm going okay. to do my game predictions and then we're done and we yeah, can get another it. plug in. So I'm okay. going to jump in with mine. I'm actually really close. I think this is going to be an ugly, hard fought defensive game because the defensive units on these teams are clearly the strength and the offensive lines are the, the Achilles heel for both teams. I like the Bengals 2016 in an ugly one. That's what I've got. Okay, I'm going to go uh, flat out and give everybody another reason to hate me, um, but I'm also going to do it with a caveat. I think um, until you uh, until you show you can consistently beat the best, I, I can't pick against the better team um, in historically in our rivalry. Okay. I'm taking the Steelers 24-17. However, if Roethlisberger is out, I'm flipping that. 24-17 Bengals. All right. Well, I think Roethlisberger plays, although, like I said, yeah. I think he's I think he's injured. So, but, um, hey, hopefully, uh, hopefully we are celebrating and blowing the horn on Sunday before it's a Bengal win. Um, Daddio, why don't you remind everybody where they can find your stuff? Yeah, so, yeah, please uh, go to youtube.com slash sports or find us on anywhere you find your podcast, Snitcher, Scratchify, all those different forums. You can find the number one Bengals podcast. We're on the Believe Podcast Network. And, and Mark, real quick, I want to just add that, look, I, the Thursday night game is coming up. Ring of Honor game. Joe Goodberry convinced me to buy a ticket, but I then learned that there's all these other expenses involved. You have to pay for parking, and there's, you, know, you have to hire a babysitter. I just, it's just not worth it for me. So I want to give away my ticket to the Thursday night game. But there, as, as Sam says, there's a caveat, which is that, I, we are trying to raise money for our show to get better equipment. And we, we were able to get one microphone, a top quality microphone. And I want to get them for John, Sheeran, and, and Hoji, my other co-hosts. And they're pretty expensive. So we want nine patrons to patronize us and, or treat us patronizingly. I don't know how you phrase it. On patreon.com. I don't think that way. I don't think that's the way. <laughs> On patreon.com slash Sports, nine for the Joe Burrow tier. It's $9. That's all. If you become one of nine people or more, that's fine. I will pick one at random and give the ticket away. So let me get this straight. Nine bucks and you got a shot at getting the ticket to the Thursday night game? That's right. But we have to get nine patrons first because we just get one. It's, yeah. 
It's a bad yeah. investment. And you know, yeah. this country, by the way, Sam, is built on good deals. I don't know if you know. It's almost like an art form. You know, you you. Oh, I'm well aware. Okay, <laughs> so you want to you want to get the good deals, and our, the Bengals organization as well is all about good deals. You know, like someone asked me, he was on a show, RF Hassan. I don't know if the Vikings reported. He said, "Was Zach Taylor on the top of the Bengals list when when they chose him?" And I said, "Well, when you shop online, you can arrange the items either by the highest rated, the most expensive, or the least expensive. And if you do the last one." Yes, Zach Taylor was on the top of our list. <laughs> and, and that is my philosophy as well. Me and Mike Brown, look, the whole ring of honor, I coordinated him, that with him. I told him I can get him the party supplies and everything for under 50 bucks. And that's when he announced the ring of honor. So I, 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 I get the philosophy and I embody that myself. So yes, please, nine patrons for $9 and I would give it away, the ticket. There you have it. And it's one more time. It's uh, Patreon slash DH Sports. Is that yeah, right? Patreon.com slash DH Sports. That's right. Patreon.com slash DH Sports. All right. So go ahead and enter to win a uh, chance to win uh, a ticket to the Thursday night game. Um, and Sam and I will be back on Tuesday with the preview for, like we said, we do have a Thursday night game and hopefully we uh, win this weekend. Well, let's do, wait, Mark, are we going to do a recap for the Sunday game first? Yes, we're going to do a recap. We will be okay. here right after the Sunday game doing a recap. Hopefully we're blowing the horn and then we'll be back on Tuesday with a preview. Love it. So with that, I'm going to say who day, everybody. Who day? All right. Guys. Take, yeah. take care. Thank you. Be good, everybody.